when I was 17, I was my dad's princess and my mother's devil. Um, and so they put me on a plane and they sent me to Toowoomba, Queensland, Australia. T-O-O-W-O-O-M-B-A, just if you wanted to spell it or Google it. And I ended up there and I lived with the most amazing family and I had the most beautiful exchange. I got to walk on the steps of the Sydney Opera House. I got to climb the Burning Mountain. I got to do a bunch of things that a 17-year-old troublemaker doesn't get to do very often. And then August came of that year. Um, and I'll tell you, it got a little weird and it got a little crazy. And um, I woke up one morning and it was a day off from school and uh, I was ever so excited because I was a teenager and I loved to sleep. And so I woke up that morning and I had to go to the bathroom. I mean, I had to go to the bathroom. And to no avail, I did not make it to the bathroom. Oopsies, don't tell my host mom. I cleaned up my mess and I wandered away and spent the day relaxing. Um, and that was fine. I liked relaxing. So at the end of the day, I was relaxing, and we got to a few days later. And I woke up that morning and put on my uniform, as I had done 97 times before. And my host mother reminded me, hey, it's a doctor's appointment day. All right. When you're in foreign exchange, you get to go to foreign exchange camps. You get to meet really cool kids from really cool places, like the girl from Malaysia with tuberculosis. I was really glad to meet her. So in April of that year, I was diagnosed with tuberculosis. Yes, me. And um, so I got to visit the doctor every two weeks. They checked my lungs. They checked my heart. I was still breathing. I was still beating. I could go. And so that day, my, my host mom took me to school, and uh, she said, are you feeling okay? Yes, I'm fine. I just went to the doctor. Didn't you hear? They said I'm breathing. So I went about my day, and at the end of the day, I was really, I was thrilled. It was seniors finals week, and I was ready to go home. And so my girlfriends and I decided we were going to treat ourselves. It was going to be chocolate uh, milkshake, french fries, and chicken McNuggets. And I'll tell you that 275 pound fat girl was ecstatic. And we got home, and it was time to finish another assignment, and so my friend stayed, and we relaxed. And as I went to the bathroom for the 15th time, and my host mother had already berated me about the fact that that McDonald's is going to make you sick, I was have to agree with her. And so I quietly sent my friend home, and I went to lie down. And after I lied down, I sat up, I put a heating pad on, I practically stood on my head. The pain wasn't going away. So I called the neighbor. She was a midwife, and she would know what was wrong. She had to. She had more knowledge than I did in my senior year of high school. And so I called her, and Terry answered the phone in her ever-so-Australian voice and said, well, why don't you walk two houses down? Well, I can't get to the front door, Terry. Oh. And so she hung up on me. That was very nice of her, I thought. And we ended up, she ended up walking in my front door, and she poked and prodded and asked some questions. And, Kristen, did you lose control of your bladder today? Well, no. Okay, remember that thing you weren't supposed to tell my host mom? Uh-oh. 
That was going to come back to haunt me. Yeah, I lost control of my bladder on Monday. I promise, please don't tell Miss Margaret. I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to, but okay. Kristen, we got to go to the hospital. What? Why? Why are we going to the hospital? So we went to the hospital, and I can't tell you a whole lot about the moments between our front door of our house to the hospital, but she was a teacher at the hospital, and as the nurses and the doctors started taking tests and people started walking in and asking us questions, it was decided that by all of the nurses and doctors that I would pee on a stick. I peed a lot that day, so I was used to it. I was good. I got this one down. This test I could pass. And as the stick turned blue, had two lines, and in fact said positive across it, they all knew what was going on. I was a little in the dark. And so we went up to the next and what would be almost the final room. And they put this very, very tight belt around my stomach, and a beautiful nurse stood beside my bed and said, as this bleeping started, do you know what that sound is? And I said, well, it's my heartbeat. <laughs> I was the smart one in the group. <laughs> no, honey, that's your baby. So at 12.04 a.m. on August 13, 1998, baby boy Thompson was born in Toowoomba, Queensland, Australia, to Kristen, George, Kristen Thompson. Now, there are a thousand questions I can guarantee you that you have, but I can tell you that I had my own set. Um, what, <laughs> how do you hold it? Oh, I had never held a baby before. Does this mean I gotta go home? Who and how are they gonna tell my dad? That's a big one, by the way. Um, but at the end of the day, what am I going to name that thing? Well, I can tell you that 17 years later, I named him Aaron Michael Aves Thompson, after my dad. And I can tell you that he is pretty spectacular a kid. But I can tell you that in the moments between being diagnosed with tuberculosis and knowing that my water had broke on a Monday and 48 hours later he was born, we defied reality. And every single day, my son and I defy reality because I haven't killed him yet.